Bryce, do you smell that perfume? <laughs> Eric. <laughs> I thought something was different. Micah, have you been wearing some perfume? Uh, no, that's not that's Micah. Cologne. That's cologne. It's very he's wearing floral. a delicate scent of musk today yeah, is what yeah. he's wearing. Selena's here. I, I was just trying to make a girl joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was very... I was sitting here like, wow. wait, is that really the best you've come up with uh, <laughs> on a podcast? Uh, you smell those tennis, tennis gear? Wimbledon? No. Is that Do you hear those high yeah. pitches undulating yeah. from the other side of the... And yeah, it's, what it's else not Sam. Say? It's Selena. Yay. She's back from our trip. That was Selena's my best girl back. voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. Selena, welcome yes. back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I've quite forgotten how this works. Forgotten how well, to speak English. Forgotten what what is a podcast? I don't know. Game of Thrones. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> you were off speaking the language of the wolves, weren't you? In the wilderness. Rar. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> off surviving without without internet for several weeks, wasn't it? It was. I was pretty much camping in the in the wilderness um, for three weeks. No, not at all. I was in the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> the wilderness of London. Of London. Yes. <laughs> there were the rumors online. London. People yeah, were oh, taking yeah. polls: who killed who in the situation? Like whether whether you were a prisoner, whether you were murdered, mm. or whether you're on some mission to actually murder Eric. You know, it was right, kind of up in the right, air for a yeah. while. Let's be honest, Lena. You were you were conducting some of the first live tests for the next generation of uh, Game of Thrones Ascent, where they send people out into the real world. <laughs> to oh, God. pillage, right? Wasn't that Yes. Wasn't that After they do their tests, you know, all the personality tests of deciding who chooses what. Yeah, this is the next phase, guys. Revealing <laughs> it right now. They're going to split um, the population up into groups and have them fight each other in a real-life Clash of Kings. At least you got some nice armor to go with your Divergent story. Wait, do you mean the Hunger Games? Oh. Condensed? <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. Wow. Wait, do you mean do you mean Game of Thrones? Do you mean Harry Potter? What? 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 <laughs> serious, hmm? All right, this I'm gonna, is Game of Thrones. We, we got to bring this together. Same. What's going yeah. on here? We're in we're in too many different uh, fandoms, fandoms at, one at once. Yeah, you know That's that comes true. from just coming from LeakyCon, and that was so many fandoms. My God, you know oh I hung out with God. the School of Thrones people. Yes, uh, who were there actually? Just a couple, just a handful of them. They were nice. They said hi. Um, Are you going to be on next season? Uh, well, they wouldn't confirm whether or not there would allegedly be a next season, but uh, I think uh, if I could just guess, I would say that uh, the reason they did a panel is because there will be something. So uh, Eric's we'll going to play Theon's junk next season on School of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to zoom in for a uh, for a close up, oh, or no. would that it's be just like going to be Eric there, like waving? Like, I'll be uh, oh wow, that'll be weird. Um, but anyway, no. The, well, at uh, least you're guaranteed at least one season, right, Eric? <laughs> yeah, true. Just yeah, no. True. And uh, season three, you might not be around for too long, but. You'll at least enjoy. Uh, no, I'll be out on two. my own. Season three, I'll actually have That's the true. most. Yeah, you'll, I'll have you'll, the you'll most have uh, excitement. I'll have treasure. Yeah, travels and uh, so why then, are we even yeah. talking about this? Um, <laughs> That's funny. No, this I'm looking forward weird. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, now it just got weird. Now it just got weird. So I had a good weekend too, guys. And uh, I know you mentioned it on Friday that it, that's where I was headed. But uh, Leaky Con was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, we just uh, there was some Game of Thrones stuff there, and uh, a lot Did of. Did you meet uh, any Game of Thrones listeners? Game of Thrones, yes, I I met actually what um a nice woman who actually stated that Game of Thrones um, was the only thing that could save her from complete destruction after learning the end of Mugglecast Approacheth. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I we were we've made some people very happy by uh putting something out that was uh not only 
as high or higher quality, but uh, also just, you know, to consistently be able to produce something and uh, go well, up with new stuff. So they're very happy I don't know, about Zach, having this should, show. Do you and I just leave? I'm thinking that we should. <laughs> yeah, just... Um. No, 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 no. We're making our own thing here, and that's what I like about it. It's our own thing. Uh, and it's uh, that series that we love so much. Yeah, that's good. It's real good, Eric. It's also really good that we're here today, even though you got an episode from us yesterday. We thought... You know, let's get back to schedule because we had a, a time mishap last week and we were captured See, and terrible things happened. It happens. I mean, it's summer and you guys know from the books that summer is just an unpredictable time. You know, everyone's always exactly. waiting for winter. I thought summer was a dire wolf. Eric, also don't true. be so literal. <laughs> <laughs> there was something that I thought was exciting that I thought we might all find exciting that we could perhaps discuss as we do sometimes on this podcast amongst ourselves before we move on to the meat do of this it. episode, which is the first brand chapter. No, it's not. <laughs> which is the first John chapter. I was like sweating over here. That's <laughs> where I've been. <laughs> um, Red Viper was cast, which is good news. I'm excited. Yes, I see him, and I read the um, not nothing behind black text there, but I did read the liar. The, the, no, 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 no. But I read the initial assessment posted on Winter is Coming uh, regarding that you know just the thoughts on his appearance, and and it was a little shallow, but they admitted it was shallow, and so they're they're waiting to see just how cool the red viper can be. <laughs> He's 950 comets cool so far. Wow. On the article, mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of blacked out opinions and a lot of opinions in general on how he looks. Eric and I have no idea uh, about this man at all because we haven't no. read this far. No. So I, I, I thought it was a car that they were driving through. That's through cool. Restaurants. He combs his hair the same way I do. And I think it looks very good. It's very you do? dapper. Okay, good. But what do you and Selena think? I mean, since you guys actually know who this is. I mean, it's always tough when you get these like fairly small roles because we saw for season three. I mean, do you guys remember that video they did where they introduced all 20 new cast members? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them, you know, like people like Jojen and Mira. I mean, I was excited for them, but they weren't really explored that much. So I'm sure that it'll be kind of the same with Red Viper. Like we won't. But but then again, I think that he looks great for the role that we know he's going to have. It's really good, and I'm I'm glad that Winter is Coming kept it uh, as vague as they should for non-book book readers. This is a quote from Benioff and Weiss about the casting that um, came from Entertainment Weekly. They said, this was a tough one. Say the showrunners, David Benioff and Dan Weiss about the <laughs> casting. The Red Viper is sexy and charming, yet believably dangerous. Intensely likable, yet driven by hate. The boys love him, the girls love him, and he loves them all back. Unless your last name is Lannister, we found a fellow who can handle the job description and make it seem effortless. He wasn't easy to find and he won't be easy to stop. Wow. It makes him sound like some kind of Don Juan, doesn't it? Like he's just going to yeah. come in like, hello, and like, you know, Spanish music is going to play. He's going to have a rose in his Red mouth. Viper. <laughs> Red Viper is here. I was hoping you would join me this evening. Yeah, he's going to climb up like Cersei's bedroom window with a rose in his mouth and be like, oh shit, a Lannister. (laughs) (laughs) They should have cast Antonio Banderas in this role, if you ask me. But um, no, I mean, I think it just makes me nervous because he seems like a Lannister killer. And uh, I don't know, I kind of like the Lannisters right now currently. So I'm, I'm nervous. They are the only family who's got their crap together at the moment, aren't they? Just when you think, man, just when you think it's going to be less chaotic, whoops, oopsie daisy, somebody's <laughs> well, if head's Well, you remember off. what I said at the end of season three, it seemed like the Lannisters were very much on top. And it, it yeah. seems like that really through the first three seasons that, you know, going with what happens to Ned 
at the end of season one and then Blackwater and then Robin Catalan being killed at the Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a character, as Eric pointed out, who does not like the Lannisters at all. And uh, he has a little bit of a personal vendetta with one of the Cleganes as well. So Ooh. we'll see uh, mm. what happens. Yeah, and what part of the story appears in. There's more info on this guy. Yeah, for those of you that are sullied and would like to read more, but for those of you that are unsullied, stay the hell away from those <laughs> comments, please. The black text. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doom. even going to scroll through here at all. I'm just great. I, I read the quote. I don't even want to know about his actual name. Like, I'm going to wait for the show. So, cool. Cool. Let us wait then. Yes. Let us sit here in silence and wait until, you know, 2014. You know a good place is to sit in silence is a library, Celine, and you actually were <laughs> nice. in very many of them uh, yes, during your travels. Silence in London, the library. <laughs> which fits in perfectly with this chapter because it does take place in a library of sorts. It does. You know, it was so sad. I was sitting there reading reading this chapter going, and, and Sam was all like, oh, yes, yes, you know, I remember the amount of like food they ate 2,000 years ago. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, Sam, that's like what I've been doing with the past three <laughs> <laughs> all the pickled cod that sounds yes. delicious mm. i like i like the descriptions of all the books though like i'm a sucker for that and the wall too whenever george does something like that it was really great the descriptive toward the beginning here where john was a little nervous to carry his fire into this place because of all the dry and crinkly books like and he's got a bad like, hand too yeah, yeah. that <laughs> i just feel like this is a problem that most of our friends and children and friends' children in the future will never have to deal with. And that kind of makes me sad. They just really need to mummy what? returns it and have a bunch of mirrors Old down books. there that reflect the sunlight. Yeah, you're right. Don't you think? Very sad. Yes. Or the host it. If anybody ever saw the host. <laughs> no. <laughs> By Summit Entertainment. <laughs> no, I haven't You've seen, seen the that host. Yet. Okay, yeah, okay. I've seen the how host. Does, okay. How does the host it compared to the mummy it? <laughs> Well, first off, love the mummy. Amazing. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, O'Connor, I got all the horses. He's like, hey, Billy, looks like you're on the wrong side of the, the river. river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, wow. I love the mummy. But what they did in the host was um, they like lived in a canyon. And this is not a spoiler. It's just how sunlight works. And they used like a mirror system. <laughs> oh, my God. Bounce. I don't want to know that. <laughs> yeah. They, they used it to bounce sunlight into a cavern to grow shit. So, yeah. 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 No, I'm explaining it, that. They so. hosted it. I don't even know what we're talking about. They need that in this library so that they don't have to worry about fire. Um, Plus, then maybe Sam could tell what time of day it is. Yeah, Sam. I like this because it's his character just so well-defined, right? I mean, he's this nerd, basically. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like us, guys. Just yeah. like us. <laughs> That's right. I'm just Aww. like you guys. Hey, you you here, isn't it? Show up. It's been a long time since Selena and Sam have had a conversation. I'm so I excited. miss Selena. I've missed Sam more than any of you guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so it's dulcet tones, Sam. It's good to see you. It's been since yesterday, sir. Yeah, you and I hung out on Friday. We did. So- did you guys hang out in a library or in a whorehouse? Because I hear that Sam's a little scared of one of them. Well, we hung out in the library. Hmm. <laughs> well, it later became, it was a library first. There we go. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Today you were, you were doing a little bit of research with John, talking about some of the food and, and some of the topography of the lands and the, the ways of the north beyond the wall. Do you really think that this old information is going to be helpful to Mr. Old Bear? I think so. Well, let's see. You got to know this information. You have to know the history. 
supplies are important. What kind of supplies did the old rangers need to be successful beyond the wall? Right? Smart birds, very intelligent birds. There are the inventory lists, but then there's also, we find out more information about my favorite people, the children of the forest. And then, <laughs> yes. Why do you like children so much? I like these children of the forest. They're elusive. You never know when they're going to crop up. And this may I be the seen first. One yet. Well, I, I just expected the fact that we found this information here. Um, so close to the north. I really think they did retreat up north. If that wasn't already implicitly stated, um, you know, this just gives me hope. And there is a guide, uh, to how to speak with them. So I, I'm all, I'm all for the children. However, giants are not something that I am mm-hmm. as interested in. And the fact that they have been revealed to be also, uh, an enemy of the wall, um, is, 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 I'm not looking forward to it. Although we did, of course, meet one. Um, in the show, um, but that's just one. That's not, that's not a whole lot. One is right, all it's not know. like Harry Potter where you've got <laughs> giant uh, storm giant in the castle. I'm up. waiting it's for that like scene. Yeah, as long as Grop doesn't show up, then I'm okay with it. That's just <laughs> with his little bicycle, bicycle horn. Right. Thing. I've noticed. I've noticed a trend. Um, it, this these first chapters in uh, Clash of Kings, uh, from what you guys have been talking about as well, is that every chapter George seems to just do- divulge a little piece of. I mean, it's it's more backstory than it is like present story at the moment. Mm-hmm. And this this chapter, we got like the children of the forest and all the. Uh, I was going to call them dwarves, but they're giants. I have no idea where my brain went there. Um, it's a little bit of a difference um, in yeah, height. Yeah, one of the other, Slightly. you know. Um, and yeah, we got we got some backstory on the Baratheons. We just got some really, really interesting things. It felt so much as if it were the beginning of a book. I mean, yeah. and we are still in the beginning of the book, but for all intents and purposes, we are now a handful of chapters in. This is the, this the eighth, first, seventh chapter, first but it's the first John, John chapter. chapter. Yeah, It's the first one, yeah. So they've done a really good job of, I say they, George did a very good job of mm-hmm. keeping these POV chapters so fresh. And even the second Aria one felt so vastly different from the first. And yeah. we're still getting references back to the comet, even within this chapter, I which know, was great. That just keeps going on and on, that damn comet. I know, but we have so many new POVs, so it's like old to us, but to all of these people, the little tail behind the say, clouds though, is new. I love the comet. I don't know if you guys have talked a lot about that, but I remember in the show as well, like it just felt like such a great, like we're back. It's the second book, you know, second year of this, of this adventure. Here's a comet to like tie all the storylines together. I I really like it. I kind of wish you'd do something like that for every book, but then I guess it would become a bit repetitive. (laughs) Like next year it'll be blue comet. (laughs) There's the big eagle that flies by everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look guys. (laughs) I heard it's flying across Westeros. That's an American bald eagle. (laughs) They were extinct. <laughs> they are now. Oh. Yeah, so a lot of information in the beginning of this chapter and also toward the end, but I mean at the end of the day we're in a piece of text that was actually given to us at the end of the first season. Mm. And this book is generally concepted to be the second season, but they did a really good job of kind of skipping over this stuff that I felt was really really nice to have the backstory up because we got a lot of backstory from Aemon Targaryen before and that was great but even so more in this one we get more backstory about him from old bear himself mm-hmm. yeah is this the is this the first um time in the books that we learn who Aemon no, is no we got his chapter when he was feeding the crows meat um and john carried the bucket 
just before oh, right. it was like toward the end of the last book. But mm-hmm. this is the first one that we have that has read even deeper into it because, you know, at one point Commander Mormon said to John, he was like, that guy could have been king, you know, and John was like, yeah, I heard it. But wait, what? He could have been king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Of course. I just I like I like the retelling because it like reminds me like, you know, because we were in we've just watched season three, which is the first half of book three. And like I'm reading book five, too, at the moment. So it's just for me, it's really nice to have that account. Oh, we're here in the story. And also, I think like when you're going back over it a second time, you appreciate the backstory a lot more. Like, I don't know if you guys felt that way, but the first time around, I just kind of wanted to get to like what's going to happen next. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. this time it's more like, oh, wow, you know, all these connections in the past. I really enjoy them. I agree with that. I can say this. If you're wanting to read the books and, and feel like you're squeezing the most juice out of it possible, make a podcast about them because <laughs> I just every detail, I'm just like looking I at know. it, looking at it, looking at it. My uh, younger brother was asking me questions about some stuff over IM recently, just about some throne stuff. And I felt like I was in a quiz show. I was like, <laughs> I have to know all of these things. And it's hard. There's a lot of information. I know. I know. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. We feel like we have to know everything, but I'm just... Like, there's no way. Maybe between the four of us, at some point, we'll sort of be be okay, but... There's no way that I can even <laughs> try the, to keep track of Eamon's backstory. I know. I mean, it's the history of the whole world here, you know? And you have to wonder, like, how George, how what the how the hell he does it. Because it's like, it's like trying to memorize the entire curriculum of a class in school about the history of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, how, many, are, how many American presidents can you name? A lot. I don't know, five? A lot. A lot. <laughs> anyway. But again, with these names, we got Micah and Eris and Darion and or Darion. So almost Micah and, and Eric. Oh. Arion and Aegon. And I'm just like, wow, this is <laughs> And then there's uh, like all, one Aegon and another Aegon. And, one yeah. name. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> Baylor. Don't forget Baylor. And Baylor, of course. But uh, no, being the fourth son of the fourth son, you know, mm-hmm. nicknamed the unlikely and succeeding to the throne. It just—it is an interesting story about how Master Aemon then took the black and tried to hide his life away. But we've heard this story before, partly um, from Master Aemon himself, uh, when when he he talks to John and convinces him to not go south, um, you know, earlier in 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 the, during the events of the first book. Um, but this was this was more fleshed out, obviously, and so it's—I guess it's important that Mormont knows this story as well. Yeah. And it's important that he feels like John needs to know it. He believes John to be a flight risk, right? I mean, he knows what John initially tried to do. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where maybe he feels that if he can really communicate this to John about Maester Eamon, the fact that he's been here for so long, he's over a hundred years old, he's had this past where he could have been king and John is in a situation not too different from him where his brother mm. is now king of the north and he's fighting every fiber of being inside him to want to go and join him and fight alongside him. Mm. Right. And maybe, you know, maybe John and Eamon have a lot in common. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that. What but could yes, that I, I be? <laughs> because you keep saying that, I, I keep thinking damaged well, body parts. Maybe yep, it'll be J- maybe it'll be John. Voids. Yes, like his hand, which apparently can hold a sword because he's got some ointments on it, and and it, and it feels better now. Um, Eamon is given a lot of responsibility. He's got to choose the crows and stuff, and he's 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 you know ministering to John. He's too wound. old to go north of the wall. Come I, on, yeah, but Eamon, I think he's doing up, quite dude. a bit. Have, I think have it's some elixir or something. Transform into a dragon already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on. Once you reach age 100, come on. 
Did you evolve to your dragon you form, just, please? Yeah. I like it though. I thought it was I thought that was really cool. And even though they're all at the wall, obviously they all have different loyalties and and we sort of get that a little bit from Donal Noy, um, who seems to be loyal to is it Renly? I think he's loyal to. And then Sam Tarly, like his family would technically be loyal to Donald Noy is I, I feel like if he were to give his allegiance to anyone, that would be a long shot because he's just kind of like washed up. Yeah. You know? He's he's a he's a badass. He's chilling with his with his injuries and he, he's I piling like up with him. John. He's, he's a I great do too. character. And he, he, he gave John a bunch of shit in the last book, which was which was funny because sometimes people need that, especially John. And this was a great conversation they shared. But yeah, you're right. This was it was funny to get the context because he was basically telling John, Hey, your brother's king of the north and that's crazy interesting it's going to be a a wild battle but just remember all of your brothers here they all had homes so tarly for example you guys are really good friends well the tarleys give their loyalties to the tyrells and the tyrells are very much behind renly so you might want to watch you know just john about stuff so that's Mm -hmm. interesting and i also like that they they uh they gave a a nice little description of the baratheon brothers um calling robert true steel stannis was cold iron and renly was bronze (laughs) I foresee like a three-part series. <laughs> we can call it True Steel movie, Robert's uh, biography. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that'd be a great... Could you imagine just the photo that's on the front? He's just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, could you not see him putting out like a country album? And like standing with his suspenders in the <laughs> no cover. no he could do Christopher Lee I believe that's his name the guy who plays Saruman in Lord yeah, of the Rings right. yeah released a heavy metal album recently no are you serious <laughs> and it is intense it's everything you think Sauron and Saruman would make together on the weekend sharing a few beers with each other uh, and I God that is such a good idea please Mark Addy oh, make an God. album of any yes. kind okay. Of any kind. The Full Monty was wonderful. You could take some of those musical skills and change it to something else. And like, call that it would True be Steel. Hilarious. There you go. You'd just be like, God's next song. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Title track, Making the Eight. I mean, yeah. you can't really get away with this stuff in the real world. That's why we're in Westeros. Yeah, Stag party! No, and that's then, yeah, true. be perfect. Whoa. Yeah. So, fun chapter, nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. How about the fact that Mormont points out that the Lannisters don't support the Night's Watch. They are stupid. Mm. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> are you all right, Eric? <laughs> yeah. No, I am. But I'm like, this was the one moment during this chapter when I was like, "What do you? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, could they be? Could the Lannisters be making a classic bad guy mistake and not <laughs> allying themselves with like the clear issue here? Because we've seen proof." Every single chapter of this book so far has basically contained proof that there's evidence that stuff is is coming, magic is coming back, and well, that the threat is coming in the we've seen it, but have the Lannisters seen it, to be fair? Alistair oh. Thorne is bringing them that moving hand, the True. animated hand in a jar. So, True. I mean... And, Ty- I mean, Tyrion knows, but in terms of just Cersei and Jaime and, and what's-his-face Tywin, like, they have other stuff right now going on you know what i mean like it's all about is it about themselves like their own personal tiny battle or can they look beyond that to like the greater good it's the internal question i'm just thinking the wall is good for everybody clearly it was built for a reason um i don't understand how a family could just say no nope not gonna do it you know my little brother today uh randomly asked me how i felt about stannis if i liked stannis and i said you know what 
we know we wrote him off and we've talked about this before but he was the first guy and they made a point of it to make him the first guy in the show to be like shit the night watch needs something all right well i guess we better start moving on that because it's going to be serious i don't like that the lannisters i mean i eric what you said completely true i believe so they're a classic bad guy mistake they're ignoring the threat of the wall and the way i see this entire story really is all of these things that are happening all these small feuds of, oh, who family is going to be where the king? Yeah. We're going to wear the crown at King's Landing, all of these things. I mean, obviously, to us, they're so tiny compared to the big picture. But, I mean, I feel like Stannis actually mm-hmm. has context to the bigger picture. I mean, it has a lot to do with the fact that he's using religion so much in his actual murdering and his conquesting. But in this case, it's not necessarily a win or lose situation for the two powers, I believe that they're both doing shit wrong in a way, but the Lannisters are just ignoring the magical stuff entirely. Well, I but it is what kind of like what you know the whole global warming thing. Like when you think about it, that is kind of the th- same thing. It's a case of well, do we recycle now, or do we just worry about like throwing our trash in the bin because it's easiest kind of thing? And I feel like that's what the right. I mean to to kind of transfer it to the real world. But yeah. isn't that kind of what the Lannisters are doing? Like was, they're looking yeah. just for what's best for them right and now. The and the Boltons as well. Right, right, exactly. And mm. the wall is might may or may not be a threat, but it's like a far off sort of vague threat. Like the ice is melting at the poles. I was going to play devil's advocate a little bit as well, kind of along those lines and say, well, the Lannisters, first of all, they're completely removed from the wall. Like It's not like they can walk outside and see the wall. Right, not, yeah. not that many places can, but it, you know, it's not geographically very close to them. Sure. Yeah. And the other thing is, they're already fighting this massive war. Right? They have Rob, they have Renly, they have Stannis, all to worry about. So some dude shows up from the Night's Watch with an animatronic hand and is like, "Hey, <laughs> by the like, way, we you saw what they did. We saw Jurassic Park. We know that's fake. <laughs> we got Grumpkins and Snarks. Giants and White Walkers and a couple horn Snorkax. Yeah, gonna get, uh, maybe a couple of uh, Charmanders. They're gonna they're gonna laugh you out of King's Landing. So yeah, yeah. they have more." things that are pressing if if the white walkers were marching on king's landing might be a different issue but it's renly it's stannis exactly it's, it's right now those exactly. few, yeah yeah if they worry about the wall then they'll be overrun by all the Baratheon brothers and but Rob, the, the so. trouble is of course that joffrey is about to be presented with this tw- twitching hand um and which he'll probably use on he's some, like can i keep that <laughs> his responsibility is to the entire realm uh, so even though That's the Lannisters point. as but a he's family, 13. <laughs> even though the animal, no, the Lannisters, well, then somebody behind him, like his mother, who's hearing the the stuff at, at court, you know, yeah. or somebody like even though the Lannisters might not care about the Night's Watch, they're tasked with protecting the realm. And the watch just seems like a really useful prisoner exchange program, prisoner <laughs> work program. You know, really, uh, it's just like even though it works it is in Sweden, just yeah. prisoners, <laughs> the fact that they, it, it they does. you found me out. Like Tyrion, Tyrion went to the wall and reported back that it was undermanned and 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 things like that. That, that should count for something. I they mean, need you're, to get you're more absolutely guys. right. You're absolutely right. But just in terms of of explaining away the Lannisters' actions, you know, you can. I agree. I'm wondering They're about that hand, though. On, like Zach, yeah. do you think that that hand looks like in Doctor Who? When it's just sort of yes. random, randomly bubbling in the background yes. every once in a while. They I was so hoping was, they would do that in the show. <laughs> I thought that he was taking 
a cold dead hand and being like, this is the shit that came back from the dead. Yeah. But instead, he's taking a moving hand that still moves around. Like, they're going <laughs> to give it to the Adams family after this. Yeah, and exactly. it's just going to move it's gonna in. It's going to be their pet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, the fact that the Lannisters are going to ignore this because we know further ahead in the story um, by way of the TV show is a terrible, terrible flaw. And we we don't even need to go into a long conversation about it because everyone that's listening to the show, you all have the knowledge. You know that the Lannisters, they're ignoring these threats and they're focusing on the much more shallow things, which we have learned over doing this show for a hundred and something episodes now. George is painting... A, a vague and broad stroke across the story that says if you waste your time thinking about stuff that's not important, shallow aspirations, blah, 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 sometimes people are going to cut those off or you'll die or because of it or, you know, the list goes on. So I, the way it looks, it looks like this attitude they share toward everything in general, barring themselves personally, because they're running the kingdom on whatever they want personally, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so strange. It's probably going to end up badly for them. But for the case of this chapter, we're talking about people who are having vocal conversations. The old bear is saying to Sam, you know, if we get butchered, we want to have the smart birds there so they'll be able to tell people what happened. Yeah, You know, yeah. like, they're, they're completely putting their lives on the line just to go find someone that was their head ranger and scout. Yeah. Like this this is this is a hard life versus people that are making really shallow decisions. So it's interesting that we can juxtapose these so easily. Knowing knowing how that little venture ends, doesn't it just make you guys sad? Like yeah. they're basically go they have so few guys already and they're taking like what seems in the show feels like all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it seems like none of them return, which um may or may not be accurate in terms of the book, but it just, you know, and then there it's and, and this threat, which is already so threatening, isn't going to be any less of a threat. And it's just, ah, oh, it just seems so hopeless. Threat. Threat. Are you I just think right Benjamin, now? <laughs> Benjamin must threat? really be in deep for him not to have sent word of his Or ex- he's dead. Existing. Yeah, come on, Benjamin. What? <laughs> it's like, he's a Targaryen. who's Jon Snow's parents? <laughs> yeah. We've yeah, talked exactly. about Benjamin more in oh this show God. than any other character. He was I from know. the beginning and he's still to this day mysteriously gone. Yeah. After all, let's not forget uh, what Dywin said. You can find anything beyond the wall. Yes. Who? Like a 50-foot bear. Diamond? Dywin. Oh, Dywin. Dywin. Diamond. So who's Diamond? <laughs> the One new of the whores at Bolster. No, no. Dywin, fa- Dywin saw a 15-foot tall bear. Winter, Winter, Boo's, uh, Winter Boo's cousin. The 15-foot tall, tall right. bear. Hey, this is Diamond. turning into a Parks and Recreation episode. Did you know that um, now we've also added another... Cast member to we, our we have not podcasting family. <laughs> Diamond, oh no, the fifteen foot tall no, bear. No, 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 no. Well, we might still do that, but we've added uh, Lady Olena Tyrell. No, so uh, Selena, yes. Really... Have you heard this? No. Okay. Do you guys want to do the owns? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Do we have to give it to Cheese, Lady Olena? No, listen, everybody, I didn't really try hard that time, so don't hold me accountable for that one. (laughs) Listen, this chapter was full of a lot of great points, and obviously we can't go into all of them because it's It's our our first day back four strong, and we're just kind of giggling and shit. We will have more episodes this week. You can count on it. I don't I don't have an own yet, but Selena does. Oh no, well actually yes, I kinda do, which isn't really an own, but it is kind of because it actually really made me laugh. And it was 
probably one of the I don't do you ever find when you read something and then suddenly you, you're like imagining it out loud like it was in the TV show like I do that all the time this particular like set of quotes I just I couldn't get the idea of a sitcom out of my head so I'm gonna need you guys to like imagine that this is a sitcom starring John and Sam it was it was it was they, they're walking um towards old bear's room and Sam looks up more stairs. I hate stairs. I hate stairs. And John goes, well, that's one thing we won't face in the wood. <laughs> and you can just hear the tin laughter, can you? That's awesome. And I, I just made me laugh like five minutes because I was like imagining that Sam and John were in a sitcom together and like, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a brilliant way to stick that kind of just it's dialogue you don't really get all the time on exactly. the show. Just someone, yeah, you couldn't, you I couldn't hate put stairs. that on the show. I was thinking that like they could not put it on because it would be the most ridiculous thing ever. Right. But it somehow worked in the, in the book. Okay, well, I'm going to give my own to all the whores then. All of them okay. because they scare Sam to death. Especially Diamond. Yeah, especially <laughs> Diamond. <laughs> we own, I'm just going to interject it in there really quick. Um, Sam, we've learned, is more scared of girls than he is of the North. So, wow. Beyond the wall, bring it on. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, the besides Thorin Smallwood, who's got the world's most unfortunate <laughs> That's name. That's Lord of the Rings type name, doesn't it? That yeah. has Lord of the Rings written all over it. You mean Thorin Oakenshield? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do mean him. Thorin Smallwood. <laughs> no relation. I think the uh, the library owns uh, even Winterfell's library, you know? And, yeah. and the, only, the only thing that uh, Winterfell's library has over the library at Castle Black is that it's probably a little bit more organized. Because it's um, only like a hundred books in there. Yeah. John was not impressed yeah. with that library. Did you guys notice? Like Sam <laughs> yeah. was all like, "Oh, look at all these scrolls," and John was like, "Meh." We have like a hundred in Winterfell. That's enough for yeah, me. Yeah, he's spoiled. <laughs> Little yeah. does he know someone burnt that shit recently, though. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder oh. what the state of it it's in. That's sad. I say right. it like we were there. Like uh, I was <laughs> looking out the window. We were there. Don't you remember? You know, it's been a long time since I've warged into the body of a fictional character. I mean to try it again soon, though. Mm-hmm. Is you that should. what uh, World of Warcraft is for? Basically, I think I'm going to go into Edward Scissorhands next. Yeah. That's going to be fun. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah. Do you, you mean Edward Scissorhands? Plant animals. I just want to cut everyone's hair that listens to the show. Just free haircuts. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> wow! 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 Uh, anyway, I guess that leaves it up to me, right? For the own. Do it. All right. Um, John says to Sam, "You'll be as safe as if you were back in your Lord Father's castle at Horn Hill." And Sam responded with a sad little smile. I was never very safe in my father's castle either. That's more of a depressing moment. (laughs) Way to end the show. Now we're all bummed out. You know what? Shout out, Owen. I'll give one shout out, Owen. How about that? Okay. Okay. To the white raven that showed up from the Citadel. That's two white ravens in... White raven. Isn't that cool, Five or six chapters. When I you guys think about raven. it, yeah, like we've got ghosts, white direwolf, got white ravens, mm-hmm. white walkers. I had white chocolate Kit Kat bar last night. Did you? It was delicious. Was it good? Yeah, that was beyond good. So there's too many signs, guys. I feel like white <laughs> ravens should coming. just come in happy meals. <laughs> like if you get like the black raven and you're like, but Ew. you want to take it back. You, you want to get white like raven the, meat in your happy meal? No, 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 not the meat. The little toys. Like I want a oh. white raven toy. Ew, if they ever do like a Game of Thrones, you open your box of happy meal and there's just like a dead raven in there. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. where to scare the children, Eric? It's about the same thing. Some ones cooked a few months ago. 
Oh, rotting corpses of carcasses and flesh aside, we do have some owns from you guys in the community. We said, hey, could you please send us some owns ahead of time? Because we have no idea when we're going to record. Yay. So, without further ado, let's read some tweets. Lakenna says, my own goes to Sam for being so intrigued by the old maps. Kind of comes in handy later on to help him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marie says, Sam gets my own for being an avid reader. That's right. Reading is cool. Aww. Stay in school, folks. Books are awesome. And then we got an email from Dylan Manwoody, who says, My own goes to the old bear for his line, quote, One night, in his cups, he drank a jar of wildfire after telling his <laughs> friends it would transform him into a dragon, but the gods were kind, and it transformed him into a corpse. That was a good line. <laughs> I do love the old bear, don't you guys? The I old do. bear is great, and I am very pleased when he speaks with John to see that he is a man who has chosen to, just like those who have chosen to teach, you know, and shape young minds, that he's not as ambitious. He doesn't want it all for himself. He's actually creating a stabler society by not going off and, and trying to, just like the example he tries yeah. to set for Meister Amon. Um, you know, like when John suggests that, that Mormont should be king. He says there's already too many kings. I like that he's not ambitious like that. I think the old bear is cool. I love him. Well, he should there's rule. never too many emails. This subject line is just all in caps. Owns from a Margot Graybill. She says... I'm listening to A Clash of Kings on audiobooks, so it's almost impossible to listen to only three chapters a week. That's not impossible. So I have decided to give you all a few owns, which you can read at your discretion, but she says desecration. In the John chapter, the books Damn, in the night's vault. Yeah. <laughs> okay, in the John chapter, the books in the night's watch vaults owned Sam's stomach because I believe he misses both dinner and breakfast. Not wow. something we would expect of Sir Piggy slash Sailors or Slayer. Sorry, Who Sam. Called Sir Piggy. But Sir Piggy felt well with the own. I love you, Sam, from Margo. I love you too, Margo. A little budding romance, Sam. A lot better at talking to girls than I imagined, Sam. (laughs) You're right. Uh, Another email here from Jeremy Beck, who says, Sorry I missed your guys' last podcast. Jeremy. Jeremy. Aw. You just got to plug it into your ear holes, dude. It doesn't take that long. It's okay, Jeremy. You can catch up. Here, we'll pause the show for you. Push, push pause. Press play now. Okay. And we're back. And you've listened. Uh, You've caught up. See, that wasn't so hard. (laughs) My own of John's first chapter goes to Lord Commander Mormont. A Mm -hmm. lot of people love an old bear here Mm -hmm. uh, for using his story about the weasels to tell Sam to shut his mouth. (laughs) That was fantastic. I also can't wait to hear what you guys thought about Donald Noy's opinions about Stannis and Renly. Mm. I'll be waiting for the podcast. Signed, Sunspear. Sunspear. I recognize that name from the wit comments. You see, guys, that's part of it. We just, everyone has names. Names are good. Nomenclature. Really? <laughs> God. What a nice oh, comment there. Oh, man. Love <laughs> see, names. It's, just, it's the in-depth discussion you get here on Game of Owns. I only had one cup of coffee today, everybody. <laughs> so Sunspear wanted to hear our thoughts on Stannis and Renly, or no, the, our thoughts on Noyes' thoughts on Stannis and Renly. Noyes, Noyes, Basically, what happened was he referred to them as different kinds of metal, 
Mm-hmm. And I think Selena brought it up earlier, but it was a pretty accurate description, don't you guys think? I he was saying it was that Stannis great. is that tough, bitter iron that under pressure breaks. We've seen that kind of happen. It right? was this perfect description of them. Like it's just these kind of things that you. Just I think it was a little harsh wonder. on Renly. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. It yeah, was a bit most better. people are are harsh when it comes to Renly, don't you? Yeah. That, no, that's true. That is that is very true. So I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily different from the trend, which is to to refer to Renly as being somewhat of a joke. Um, I think, you know, with uh, Marguerite, um, right, Tyrell, as his wife, he possibly could have had something in in the in the kingdom. That if he had become Definitely. king, it wouldn't necessarily be as worthless as copper, where it's just, no. it's just pretty. Uh, I yeah, no, I'm team Renly for I'm sure. Like, for he would have kicked yeah. ass. Yeah, he would have done a great job. But yeah. he was murdered by Stannis and his red woman. Yeah. Thanks for emailing us, though, Sunspear. Names. <laughs> and if you want to email us like Jeremy and everybody else did, you can uh, type into your email client, contact at gameofowns.com. It's true. And Eric do not knows hit the, the rest. Button. Do not hit the button that says mark as spam. Do not do it. Otherwise, how will we email you back? You mark your own email as spam that you no. send? <laughs> I don't know. We are at twitter.com slash gameofowns. If you are logged into your Twitter... At any point, you can compose a new tweet and simply type the at symbol and game of owns should auto-populate after the first couple of characters that you type in. And then you can be tweeting us and contacting us about your owns or literally anything under the sun spear that you wish (laughs) to discuss. Nice. And that address is the same for Facebook. Facebook.com slash Game of Owns, where Sam patrols every night from midnight to 3 a.m., according to Sam. That is when he is watching. That is Be when careful. I will do all my posting, trying to get under his skin and really get... I'm looking forward to getting kicked off the wall. Um, but I'm going to go... a far tro- drop, dude. I'm trolling the wall. I get dropped that I'm far. very violent. I'm going to troll the wall at 2 a.m. and see what happens. And another way you can leave us feedback is by heading on over to iTunes and giving us a review what you thought about the show it is the month of july now guess what, what? tell us nothing less than five stars is acceptable in the month of july no you spoiled it oh eric but eric got it right <laughs> okay. he gets a cookie hey, ha- happy canada day everybody yeah, happy today. canada day and in a few days it'll be an america day That's true. um sweden when's your day Every day. There you go. (laughs) And uh, speaking of reviews, uh, we have a couple here I'd like to read on the show. First one here from Kenny Sue with the headline, Best Way to Spend the Day. Uh, I've been reading the Song of Ice and Fire series since I was 12. Wow. Eight whole years before the show. Wow. I'm as hipster as it gets. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's so young. (laughs) Very cool, uh, all I can say is that I love nothing more than listening to y'all experience the books together your commentary insight is a joy to listen to and i get a kick out of your predictions of what all the foreshadowing means it brings me back to all the reactions i had when i first read the and series he was and- 12 yeah. he's the coolest 12 year old ever back when he was 12 he was Pretty just much. a belly squirt and here i was like <laughs> reading harry potter thinking that was cool like this is way more hardcore yeah that's true and it's making me excited to read them again so uh thanks kenny and uh we enjoy the fact that you're enjoying reading along with us. We do. One more review here from Slyrini. That's a real name. It's better than naming your child Khaleesi. I mean, come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> With the title, Men Who Play Violin Are Sexy. Oh, Ooh. my God. Yeah, yeah. I started listening to this podcast halfway through season three of Game of Thrones. Fell in love. Now I'm spending my time listening to the current episodes and backtracking all the way to the beginning. The hosts have a great chemistry. They're easy on the ears and they're entertaining. What girl can ask for more? And a final review here today from Tarly Lover. Yeah. I forbid you to stop podcasting. Well, you're in luck. Then. Oh, you are in luck. Uh, this podcast is great for making you laugh in public, which we often try to do, uh, and making you want to reread the book series. I listened to this podcast first on my morning commute. All the hosts are great, but Micah and Sam are my favorite. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that review. <laughs> also, uh, the end of your podcast is great. I have to listen to the end to hear who has the final words before the music plays. Someone on your team is an editing genius. I told you Zach wrote this post. <laughs> I didn't write that post. Well, I'm just joking. We wrote it together. Together we are Tarly Love. If I was to write a post, I would say... Micah, I would say that Sam is my favorite. Pretty much, we all just favorite. love love Sam. We should just have like a one one man show for. I don't know. Does Eric love Sam? Let's have Maybe a one not. night Sam. Let's do it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> With Game of Thrones, Monday's about over. Wednesday's approaching. So is Friday, and we have a very special guest next week. Please keep listening to the podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Eric. I'm Selena. And I'm Micah. And that's the last word. <laughs>